0: Is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The
1: Big Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are live at the warehouse today. 1825 South, 300 West. Prices is so low it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse let's talk a little BYU football let's jump out to the Smart Rain special guest line it is no mystery Utah is in an extreme drought that is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly find out more at smartrain.net she covers BYU for the Salt Lake Tribune she's Norma Gonzalez with us here on the big show Norma thank you very much for a few minutes how are you
0: pretty good how about you guys
1: Hey, we're doing great. Both Gordon and I are, are currently seated in a very nice, comfortable couch, so we're having a very relaxed show today.
0: Well, I'm just sitting on my bed, so I'm also having a relaxed <laughs> time <right now. laughs>
1: Yeah, that doesn't sound bad at all. Uh, mm-hmm. Norma, let's. Uh, we've got camp right around the corner uh, for the Cougs. Um, you, the quarterback situation will be the number one story, I'm sure. Give us the mm-hmm. lay of the land. What's going on? For
0: sure. Um, as far as the quarterback situation – I do not foresee them making a decision until at least two weeks in, but I'm pretty sure they're not going to tell us until the opening game against Arizona. It's just going to be one of those things where they keep it hush hush and just—you remember, like back in the 2019 season when Sack had already kind of recovered from his thumb injury, but they didn't want to say whether he was back or not. So it was like Zach Wilson or Jaron Hall or Baylor Romney. I just feel like it's going to be that situation all over again.
2: So, what do you think, what's your opinion as far as, um, one, does the team know who it's going to be? And secondly, what do you think, Norma, of the uh, the effectiveness of doing it this way, waiting till the last second, as opposed to anointing somebody along the way and allowing him mm-hmm. to be the obvious leader?
0: Yeah, well, based off of what um, A-Rod and Kalani have said, I'm fairly certain that the team like that they haven't actually named someone yet. So I'm sure they may have like a list in their mind of like who's sort of sticking out a little bit more at this point, but I don't think that they're going to make that decision until camp probably a week or two weeks in. And then they're going to focus on that starter to make sure that he gets plenty of reps and get him ready for the Arizona game. Um, but as of right now, I, I don't see them having someone named amongst the team and as far as like, keeping it hush hush i guess it you know it could provide some type of advantage um against their opponent but other than that there's not really much to gain from it um it's just smoke and mirrors in my opinion but i mean if it, it is a tough race i will say that even myself like i've seen Jern hall i've seen Baylor romney i haven't seen jacob conover personally so I don't know if I could even make a decision, but it's just a tough one to call.
1: So, Norma, talking to, to BYU fans, it, it's kind of it seems prevailing to me that uh, there's not a ton of concern with Coach Roderick stepping into the offensive coordinator role in place of, of Coach Grimes, and it seems mm-hmm. to me that uh, most fans are kind of thinking that A Rod was doing a lot of that work last year anyway, and uh, that this is just kind of. You know, a good situation because you just move him into the position officially. Do you share that sentiment? Mm-hmm. Do you think that they'll miss Coach Grimes this year?
0: I mean, of course, Grimes was like a great coach and great personality. But yeah, they the way they kind of had the position set up last year, um, Grimes was kind of a floating coach because he didn't really have a specific position to be coaching. So yeah, I, I kind of do agree with that sentiment where a he's doing the same thing that he was last year, just now with the title, and now he's just overseeing the other coaches. So it's been a pretty easy transition from what I've been able to see, and I think it will continue to just, like, the offense will continue to just take off from where they left off last year. There shouldn't be any hiccups in that regard.
2: So, Norma, uh, the the Cougars lost an awful lot of their production, offensive production, but when you look at their receivers, for instance, one of their receivers gets drafted into the NFL, and yet – their receiving core might is uh, I I would project it to be stronger this time around mm-hmm. than it was last time around. They lose Dax yeah. Milne, but they get the Nakua brothers, and they get uh, they get uh, they still have Gunnar Romney there and Powell and and uh, and a tight end. You know when they lost Matt Bushman last year, I thought okay, that's a big blow because he was, mm-hmm. he was factoring to make a big difference in the offense, and yet then you have guys like Isaac Rex who emerge, and now you've got an experienced sophomore coming back.
0: Yeah, definitely. and like I don't know if people remember, but Dax Milne wasn't really someone that we thought about much on the depth charge. He took on this role because they knew that they might struggle because they had lost the t- three top receivers the previous year. And then with Matt Bushman getting injured, uh, BYU knew they were going to have to do something to, to recoup in the receiving department. And Death Milne really stepped it up. So losing him, although it's a hit, it wasn't someone that they've had um, strong production from multiple years that you're like, oh my God, like he's been the go-to guy all this time now. Who are we looking to? No, like they also have Gunnar Romney who has been a steady production um, the whole time that he's been at BYU. And like you said, the Nakua brothers, pr- they're they proven, they're good. Isaac Rex, I mean, he had, what was it, 10 touchdowns, I believe, as a freshman. That was insane. So, like, all these guys, they still have plenty. They still have um, Neil as well, too. So, yeah, they're locked and loaded in the receiving department, and it should be fun to see what they're able to do with them.
1: What do you think this team's going to be like defensively, Norma? Where are they going to be good on defense?
0: Defense, for sure, I feel like the corners are the strongest point. They have the most depth. They have the – they're just, like, older. The defense is fairly, fairly young, but the corner room is just older, which is kind of weird to say that BYU is kind of young because statistically in, like, over the past years, they're always, like, on the older spectrum just because you get all these guys that – they come back from missions, and they redshirt a year and whatnot. But, yeah, they're they're really young on the defensive end. With a lot of freshmen and sophomores, obviously, because of the pandemic year, that's kind of skewed things with their classification. Um, so they're actually a little bit older than what they seem. But as far as, like, experience, I think the corners will will be the group to look to.
2: What about those linebackers? Because that's, that's a pretty strong group as well, right, even with the loss of Isaiah?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Isaiah will definitely be missed. He was a great leader, uh, foremost on and off the field. But yeah, they still have plenty of Lion backers. Chas you I expect to have a pretty good year. Um, And then there's a bunch of guys that we've kind of seen like in and out. I think Max Tule might also be popping back up. And then Peyton Wilgar has just been getting better and better each year.
1: So, Norm, I know you've been covering BYU for a couple of years now, uh, but uh, going back a ways during the first round of of conference expansion, um, you you know, BYU was, uh, you went through the change to go to to Independence. There was even one point where, remember that guy in Texas, Gordon, who got hacked and it tweeted out that BYU and Air Force were going to the Big 12? (laughs) You remember that? There was
2: so much Uh, hubbub over that whole
1: thing. And it's, as you know, been a huge conversation down there. Um, ever since and i know the story just broke yesterday about texas and oklahoma but have you gotten any vibes is uh, around it or, or i guess is byu optimistic are they talking to folks or is this uh, pretty much wait and see
0: the vibe that i've gotten the entire time i've been here is that byu is always optimistic and from what i've gotten from tom homo is that they will always try to be joining one of the p5 conferences so if there's a way in I expect Tom to be making those phone calls, but whether they actually get in or not, I feel kind of up in the air because, I mean, wasn't the big reason why they didn't get into the Big 12 the most recent time was because the conference had an issue with BYU's honor code or something like that.
1: Yeah, that, so, was, that, that did grab headlines, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, BYU can do everything they can, and I expect them to be doing that, but I feel like it's still kind of up in the air in terms of will they actually let them in.
2: So, Norma, what do you think of this schedule? I mean, there are some, you know, there's seven uh, Power 5 teams Mm -hmm. on that schedule. But, I mean, as I read through it, obviously SC and Utah, Arizona State, those are really good programs. But they're also, although Arizona State is uh, mired in scandal right now, but it seems as though the Cougars might be able to, to, uh, well, at least consider this schedule manageable.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, I think they could pull off an 8-4 record. Maybe squeeze into like a 9-3. Huh. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. And I think one of the toughest things is that they don't have a bye week up until November towards the end of their season. So really staying healthy is going to be their, their biggest um, priority. But I feel like that's always kind of the case because they always start with such a front-loaded schedule with their power fives at least this time around it's kind of spread out a bit it's three power fives and three group of fives then a couple other power fives so like it's a little bit more spread out in terms of like difficulty but it'll come down to whether they can stay healthy and uh, and avoid injury
1: uh, Norm, I apologize if I if you reported on this and I missed, uh, but I, I I saw it somewhere that the game down there in Vegas is uh, almost sold out already, or at least mm-hmm. they've they've sold a, a ton of tickets down there. You know, if yeah. if that is the case, and this game goes off uh, without a hitch, and you know all they can really draw fans to that stadium with that stadium now in Vegas, uh, are we going to see BYU play a bunch more down there?
0: Yeah, I actually, um, I talked about it a little bit in the story that I wrote about the buzz surrounding conversations with Notre Dame, because there's that missing Notre Dame game. I think once we see how successful the game against Arizona is in Las Vegas, that will make it even more appealing for Notre Dame or other programs to then want to be able to do these neutral site games against BYU. I feel like... Both Notre Dame and BYU have that opening in 2022 because they both only have the 11 games scheduled. If this game goes well and they see that BYU draws in not only fans, but people watching on TV, bringing in the money, there's no way Notre Dame could really say no to that offer.
2: So, Norma, it seems to me like BYU, it's recruiting ranks, at least as far as whoever judges those things, BYU is usually like 70th or something in those mm-hmm. recruiting classes. And yet, uh, based on what we saw a year ago, it, it, it seems as though they are able to develop players and develop talent in a way that uh, where they they succeed uh, higher than the so-called uh, judged talent that they're getting mm-hmm. into the program. Is that a matter of misjudging? The talent, or is it a matter of BYU doing a good job of developing the guys in the
0: program? I don't think it's so much messaging. Of course, they do a good job of developing their players, but one of the coaches explained it to me. I don't remember who it was, but he said that BYU tends to um, have players commit to them very early on in their high school careers, that once they're committed to someone, other schools don't especially like to a school with byu if they're like a legacy player um if like there's just some type of family connection or the church connection whatever it is usually players that come to byu tend to have like a strong connection to the school so then other schools sort of stop looking at them as much unless it's someone that's like supremely amazing but because schools then stop looking at these players because they're like no they're committed to byu and their brother played there or their dad played there like that's it that's where they're going that hinders the rating as well because it also has to do with how many schools are looking at them and what caliber of schools are looking at them so i think there's um it's a mix of play it's just a mixed bag um but i would say the top thing is that they develop the players well second one it's not that necessarily that they're, like, misjudged, I guess. It's just that they kind of get – they stop judging them at a point once they commit to BYU.
2: You know, that's a really interesting concept, isn't it, Jake? That who recruits uh, does have an effect on how – what the star rating is of the players. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> Norma, that's uh, that's one of the reasons I don't really get into re- recruiting that much because it just seems like it's kind of twisted.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, Norma, thank you very much for jumping on with us. We really appreciate, uh, appreciate the insight, and I uh, think I speak for everybody when I say we're excited college football is here. Not that far off now, Norma.
0: Yeah, we're so close.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you very much.
0: And Thank you. Yeah.
1: There you go. That's Norma Gonzalez. She covers BYU
2: for the Salt Lake Tribune. She said 8-4. I think the Cougars... <laughs> Okay, let me channel my Lavelle Edwards here. They have a chance to be a pretty good football team this year. That's what Lavelle said every year. Um, and that's what Kalani Sataki said about this team. Uh, I don't know about 9-3. I'm and not – I don't know. I mean, that would be one heck of a season, I think, for a team that really is – Considered to be by some to be in a bit of a rebuilding season.
1: So if I if you look at their schedule, I because my initial reaction is that eight and four would be a, a really good okay. Game. Let's that's, go through that. That's us. my initial reaction, but I, let me see. Like Arizona, okay, that should be a Cougar win. Well, hold on, the, let's go through the guaranteed wins here for okay. a second because because you know you show up and you're going to beat Idaho State, so okay. there's one right. Uh, I would believed even though it's a road game at Georgia Southern uh-huh. we can probably put that one in the win column right outside of that i don't see any other guaranteed wins which makes it a little bit a little bit ticklish like what what kind of south florida team are you going to get yeah i don't know you know what kind of honestly what kind of utah state team are you going to get when I mean, you're uh, playing up there in logan i mean that might be a guaranteed win but i don't i don't playing know up there,
2: playing up there makes it tougher but i think utah state has a lot of questions Baylor, I I read a bunch of negative stuff about Baylor the other day, but I'm not
1: going to throw them into uh, I- into the automatic win category, you know those, right?
2: You know those uh, probability percentages that various formulas have. That was that in the USC game were the two lowest Cougar probability win probabilities. Really? Yeah.
1: I mean, what kind of team does Bronco have at Virginia this year? I have
2: no idea. As I looked at those probabilities, I saw that the the ones that BYU had the the lesser uh, amount of probability of winning were just those two games, I believe. Even against Utah, BYU, according to this formula, which is kind of silly because I would pick Utah to win that game, but uh, it it had BYU at a 53% win probability so
1: it's not very this is a difficult schedule to predict though for Mm -hmm. for that reason Uh, and why i think eight and four would be would be pretty good i mean utah i think is going to be an uphill battle yes usc i think is going to be a real uphill battle boise state likely going to be tough because that's usually how it works Outside of that, I mean, I'd pick them over Arizona. I don't know what Arizona State team we're going to see, but yeah. I've got no clue. That's probably They've got be- a lot of talent coming back. They do. That should that mm-hmm. probably is going to be a pretty difficult game. Um, USF, we don't know. Like we were saying, Utah State, I'd, I'd pick them over Utah State at this point. But it, I don't know, up in Logan. Then Boise at home, uh, at Baylor, at Washington State. I mean, what kind of Cougar team are we going to get? They were better last year, but... I expected them to be awful last year and they weren't awful they weren't good but they weren't awful yeah. so you know how tough is that game we mentioned UVA um then you've got Idaho State at Georgia Southern and then finish the season at USC so I I think that's impossible to go through right now and accurately predict that schedule I don't think I don't think any of us would even come
2: close there's just too much unknown a lot of variable there and it could go either way. I mean, I think BYU could could have eight or nine wins and it might have five or six wins. Right. It it could be that I I lean toward the former. Uh I don't know about nine. That sounds really really positive uh but uh but I could see them with with eight wins and that's what I think you said, right? I said that would be good.
1: Mhm. If, if BYU got eight wins with this schedule, fans should be very happy.
2: Well, let's look at it. Let's go by, by what we're looking at here. That BYU offense lost a lot of offensive production offense team last year because obviously the quarterback gets a lot of that well, the, right
1: the, and the number one
2: receiver and one of the best left tackles in the country right I mean that's all gone and BYU I think lost three starters off that offensive line but as as we talked about with Norma that receiving core is better than it was last year better in my opinion okay um, the running back Tyler Algier I mean and 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 uh, Katoa. They, and then they got, like, three or four other guys that are lined up behind them. Should be pretty good. So th- that's going to be a strength. I mean, uh, Algeria got, a, I think, 1,130 yards or something like that. Average seven and a half carries, uh, yards per carry. Of course, that was against a relatively soft schedule. But he he's, he's a fine talent. And then uh, offensive line, can they fill in? Uh, they've got some guys who got a lot of playing time last year because BYU was so dominant. So Brandon Christensen is pretty tough to replace, you know. But uh, they've got they've got some guys who can do that. On the defensive end, as we talked about with Norma, I think the linebacking core is the strength of the team. She said the cornerbacks. I think it's the linebackers. Uh, if it is the corners, by the way, B-Ways can have a pretty good defense. Yeah. Because
1: I think that actually allows Kalani to coach a style maybe a little bit more that – that he wants to coach. Does that make any sense? Yeah. 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 So if, that's, if that if that turns out to be true, that that could mean BYU has a really good defense. And if they
2: shape. have that All you could come and play safety. I mean, if it, then they're, they're in good shape uh, there. You would think. Yeah, but the but the defensive line, there's a lot of questions there. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Well, if you've got good corners, then you can blitz everybody, and you don't need a defense. Well, and that's line.
2: another thing because last year BYU did not put enough pressure on the quarterback and that's been the case uh for when was the last time you remember BYU really really roughing up quarterbacks on the reg uh do you have to go back to to Fred Warner and Kyle Van Noy?
1: I don't know where they necessarily. I mean, they could rush the passer, but I think of them as doing so much more than rush the passer. When I, th- I mean, Ziggy was a good pass rusher when yeah. uh, you, you know in his last year there at BYU. Um, <clears throat> there were a couple of Kafousis that, uh, oh, that did right. all right, rushing, yeah, right. Uh, rushing the passer, but I get your point.
2: I mean, over the last few years, it seems like that's an area that needs improvement.
1: Right. So, um, but if they have good cornerback play, that helps a lot because then you you don't have to drop back in those soft zones and you can actually blitz.
2: I remember way back in the day in the NFL when the Raiders had those great cornerbacks. It seems like that makes every other defensive position a whole lot easier to play.
1: Oh, yeah, big time. Well, I mean, why do you think guys like... um... Oh, what was his first name who played for uh, Washington all those years? Green was his last name. Oh, but, yeah. Or uh, uh-huh. um, uh, speed. Yeah, there. why can't I wait again? Daryl? Daryl Green, that sounds right. Or or Deion Sanders, of course, yes. is the one that everybody knows. I mean, uh-huh. you know, later, you know, uh, Darrell Rivas had a couple of years where, you know, Rivas Island, remember all that? I mean, if you've got a corner that can legit take away the other team's best receiver without any help over the top, it might be the most valuable thing you can have on a defense i mean it, it it opens up so much more that you can do
2: well i'll say it this way if byu's defense is above average they're gonna be good because i think that offense is gonna click
1: i don't know about the offense that's where i'm
2: you don't think you think the quarterback's gonna be a problem
1: uh, yeah I think they need some dynamic play from that position.
2: I think they've got three guys there, all of whom have talent. And uh, the offensive line is going to have to do its job. But there there are some strong suits.
1: Well, I mean, I didn't say it's not going to happen. But, yeah, I don't think it's automatic.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll see.
1: Zach Wilson was really good.
2: I'd say. Second pick in the draft. You did all right from. Stay so.
1: tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up right around the corner. Thanks to Norma Gonzalez for jumping on with us today. We appreciate it. Live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. You come in this weekend and you say B-O-O-M, boom. They're going to give you an additional 10% off. They're already low, low, can't get it anywhere else low prices. So <laughs> take advantage. That's of a new one. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.